the things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. A date which will live in infamy. I still have a dream. Good night and good luck. Tony Schaefer. <laughs> hey, Chase. Count the ballots on the highway. <laughs> Boy, tell me about it. It's like uh, what's that one Seals and Crofts song uh, uh, about a highway about out in know. Arizona. I was, I was born Carefree in free highway, man. <laughs> free highway. Crazy stuff. You know, I was very skeptical of the election fraud stuff. Um, you know, I thought that it was just kind of people like kind of wishful thinking, hoping, you know, everyone was sad that Trump lost. I was sad that Trump lost. And I was so skeptical yeah. about the election fraud stuff. And then we had the uh, um, the Fulton News this this week. And then that 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 just that brief 12 seconds of that Arizona audit where he said that there were 74,243 or something like that ballots that they can't they have no record of having sent out. And I was like, whoa. Like, so I told my whole position on the fraud thing totally flipped um, this week. Well, I'm glad. So, Chase, I appreciate your being open minded. I mean, that's one of the things I've said. Yeah. It's like I, I you can be skeptical of what I say. Uh, good. You should. Uh, but go check. Just go check. Just just be open minded enough to, to go do the, the research. And as you know, since last time we spoke and I've gotten a lot of press on this because a guy named Bill of. Uh, Bill McSwain has come forward and said very, very similar <laughs> things. Yeah. And so um, but, but I have not spoken to, to Bill. I've had zero contact with Bill or anybody uh, who was directly involved in, in that episode of what was going on. So, um, again, I, I understand people are skeptical. They should be. And um, they should be also just at least willing to allow for a review of everything. And if everybody is so confident that Biden got 81 million votes, they should be the first to say, oh, yeah, no, we're, we're confident. Go look. You're, you're not going to find anything. Unfortunately, I just don't right. see that coming from them right now. So, Right. Yeah, you would think. And, you know, it's funny because, like, on the one hand, you see that the left is in incredibly critical of any sort of audit and they immediately um, cite that the audits, you know, are biased or, you know, the, anything that they can do to undermine the integrity of the audits. But at the same time, they, they, they launch like a January 6th, 6th investigation committee that's right. stacked only full of, of Democrats. So it's like, like, what do you think? Like, what's that then, you know? And so I don't know. It's just, it's, it's like, it's like having all of your exes, you know, responsible for defining your reputation. Like it's obviously right. a conflict of interest. <laughs> yeah. It turns out one of my, my, uh, the, the brothers of one of my exes works for, for uh, Leader McConville. So let's not go down that path. I don't want to talk. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to bring it up. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, not kidding. I'm kidding, but I'm not. But just saying. So, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't believe, Um, you know, was, did you see that tweet that he made that leader? And I don't know what your feelings are about McConnell. So um, I don't want to try into territory you're uncomfortable with. But did you see that look, tweet that look, he made? Everything's fair game. Chase, we agree. Everything is fair game. So feel free to ask oh, questions. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know. So um, uh, what do you think about that tweet that he posted the other day about, hey, everybody used to get vaccinated. Otherwise, things are going to go back to the way they were last fall. I'm like, whoa, like, you know, I just you be vaccine if you want. So, yeah, let me be clear. I mean, I, I, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. But I do recognize that the first answer is always 
any health concerns, go to your doctor. Just go to your doctor. Uh, I think there's something called Obamacare that's, you know, everybody's supposed to be all medical insurance up now. So go right. go use the, the Obamacare benefit and ask the doctor. Right. Really? Right? I mean, what's... Yeah. Secondly, yeah. the FDA, every every variant of the COVID vaccine is, not, is still experimental. So... Um, I refused to take back in uh, 2002 uh, the anthrax vi- the, the, the anthrax vaccine before I deployed to Afghanistan because nobody was using anthrax. So it was kind of like, I, you know, I'm not anti-vax. It's just like I, I don't need it. I'm not, you know, the chances of the Taliban developing a, an anthrax virus capability within the next six weeks is not going to happen. So I don't need it. Thank you. And right. so my belief is, if you don't need something, don't take it. Uh, and in, in the case of the, uh, and there there were side effects with the anthrax virus that were notable. I mean, people were developing enlarged hearts and dying. As a matter of fact, a, a CIA friend of mine, her husband died from an enlarged heart from taking uh, the anthrax vaccine. So I was very skeptical uh, of that. And I'm skeptical now of the vaccine by the fact that there are some reports of things not going well. So I, I'm going to trust science. I'm going to let the FDA uh, run its course uh, till 22, 2022, the ends of the trials. And I'll, and un- unlike what Fauci says, it's not like, oh, it's just, it's just a, it's just a minor technical issue. I don't, I can't believe a, a doctor of any credibility would say FDA trials are just a technicality. Uh, that's the first time I've ever heard of that. So mm-hmm. I, let me ask you, Chase, why are they treating this, this vaccine so, so much differently than everything else we've ever seen come down the pike. We didn't see this with uh, any other flu vaccine that's come down ever that I've seen uh, in, the, in modern history. I, I, it's just like everybody is upset about getting everybody the poke on this. I, I, you know. Yeah, I, well, maybe we should ask uh, Professor Matt Couch. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, Matt? Hey, Tony, how are you, sir? How you Good doing? Good to see you. How are you? Good to see you. So, so I'm sure Matt's up, Matt, everything I you just said. Know each so other, we're right? going to have a big argument here, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're <laughs> going to be on opposite sides of the spectrum here, you know. <laughs> um, no, it's it, it's amazing to me. I agree with everything you said, you know, Colonel. I agree with everything you said. It's it's amazing to me that, you know, the, the Biden administration, big tech, the mainstream media, the liberals, even some of the rhinos, they all are pushing this variant, but yet no one is complaining about the southern border being wide open. No. You could drive tanks through it, semi-trucks at all points, uh, hundreds of thousands of people a week pouring across, unvetted, unvaccinated. No problem there. But you know what? Let's lock Americans down because this thing's dangerous. Right. It's, it's insane. And, and to carry that point on, it, it, this, I don't, I've never considered this a left or right issue. And I, I actually don't. I've actually I got a question last night uh, by another, on another interview regarding the military. Why is the military refusing to take the vaccine? Well, there's a couple of reasons. First, the military represents the healthiest uh, demographic within our population, barring uh, uh, Olympic-level athletes. Uh, they're very fit. Uh, as I don't know if you've both been in the military or not, but if, you have to, if you're in the military, you have a physical fitness requirement. Every service has a certain level of, of test you take at least once a year to pass. If you don't pass, you get kicked out. So the, the military has very high standards. And one of the things I learned as a very young lieutenant is that the best defense against a biological agent, because back in the Cold War, we didn't know if the Russians would use a, a biological agent on us. The, the, best, the 
best defense against a biological agent is health. Be healthy, mm -hmm. have a strong immune system. So the military guys are saying, hey, I got a strong immune system. I don't feel the need to take it. And secondly, regarding experimentation, uh, a lot of people see the, the current status of the drug and don't take my comments as, as bad as bad mouthing Donald Trump. It's just this Operation Warp Speed. God bless him for, for pushing it hard. I want to see I want to see the, 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 the clinical trials. I was about to say criminal trials, but that's the Dr. Fauci and the, and the, and the whole issue of, of Wuhan. But just saying, just saying. But, but for the purposes of, of our discussion regarding the COVID vaccine, I want to see what results after a full year of, of study. I, I don't know why that's I don't know why that's somehow uh, revolutionary or radical in, in wanting that to happen. I don't know. Well, I mentioned this on the show before uh, myself. But I don't know if you guys know that I, I'm a, a type A hemophiliac, so I have a bleeding disorder, which is why I wasn't in the military. And I don't know if you guys remember what happened to all the hemophiliacs in the 80s, but the drug companies knew that the medicine for hemophilia was contaminated with hepatitis and HIV and didn't tell any of the families for years. And they infected over 10,000 hemophiliacs, including children, with Oh. HIV and a lot of them died of AIDS, right? So this isn't yeah. this wouldn't be that. the first time that big pharma just sort of allowed for casualties to happen in the, you know in the name of sort of selling a product or moving a product. And I don't know how the funding works for the vaccines. Like I don't know if they're already bought and paid for. I don't know if they make more money the more that they're consumed. I don't know how that works. So I can't make like you know, a reasonable accusation that the only reason they're pushing the vaccines is because they're trying to make money off of them. That you know that's where my head kind of goes, but. Um, you know, the, the big pharma doesn't seem to me particularly cares about uh, health care so much as they do about um, uh, the bottom line, which is, you know, that's fine. That's what business does. But, you, you know, you have to navigate that in, a, in, you know, a society so that the safety and health, you know, are, are the top priority rather than, you know, just whim. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to look at, you know, insulin, for example, you look at chemotherapy treatments. I mean, there's no the, the cost is obviously I mean, I used to run, believe it or not, medical clinics back in the day. Um, as an administrator, but you know, I've had, a, had a, a strange career while always being in the media in some capacity. But, you know, a syringe used to be about 74 cents a piece. Now, this was, you know, I'm going back probably 10 years. Uh, you know, so we're giving 500 million doses to other countries. We can easily say that we've already just given $500 million for this thing just in those doses. And then you throw in whatever it costs to manufacture the vaccine, the vaccine cost, shipping, it's got to be at a certain temperature, the formulation, somebody's got to make it. Uh, we're talking billions and billions and billions with a B, but yet we don't see any relief from this administration or the government for people that are, you know, a lot of people have to choose between, you know, insulin and food as high as that, that drug is. They, yeah. they have to, well, chemotherapy patients have, you know, uh, have literally ruined and bankrupted many senior citizens because they can't afford the treatments and they're giving everything they can to stay alive. I just, if we're able to do this for a vaccine, that is basically from the numbers and what we see. And I've got a lot of doctors I've talked to that are local that don't, uh, you know, it, it's 50-50 right now with the doctors I've talked to on the vaccine. Some are for it, some are against it, some want to see more testing, more trials. I lean towards the, you know, guy that wants to see more testing, more trials. I think it's asinine that we're trying to push this off now. The main push is on children under the age of 18. Yeah. Uh, when normally a child's vaccination, you know, a vaccine is going to take four, five, six years in development and I right. think that's the real scary thing here. If you're 18 and over, you know what? We, we can do whatever we want at that point. You can vote. You can join the military. Uh, you know, you can do a lot of drive a car. You can do a lot of different things um, by, by a cigar. 
But if you're under the age of 18, I think pushing anything on a, on a population that can't make their own decisions um, when it's this uh, untested and unproven, I think that should be the real focal point. And that's not a political, like Tony said, that's not a political conversation. No. This is a common sense thing, guys. Mm-hmm. No, and, th- and this is what I, I resent about the current environment where simply stating fact becomes a revolutionary act by the fact that uh, the other side yeah. has decided that they want to support and report on a political narrative, not on the truth. And I don't know how to combat that completely, other than just continue to say, uh, let's just follow, let's follow science. Let's let's listen to science. Let's do things which are common sense. And the moment you you say that, you become the the enemy of the state, and you're going to be censored by the White House. Apparently, I I saw that list yeah, of twelve people. Yeah, it's like uh, I like I like Mercola. I mean, I don't know him, but I mean, I, I used to drink. I used to have his protein all the time. You know, he has protein you could buy on, on, on Amazon. So um, I just don't understand how the government can decide for you what's going to happen and what not happen. And this goes to McConnell's uh, issue regarding uh, him saying, uh, like, you either you, you vax up or we're going to put you back in masks. That sounds a lot like uh, uh, Nazi talk, like, hey, we're going to send the Gestapo out to make sure that we poke you. And if you don't like it, you know, you're going to you're going to suffer the consequences. Yeah, I I personally chose to get the vaccine. I just am absolutely opposed. I'm absolutely opposed to them making anyone do it. Like, I understand that it's risky. Like, I just didn't think COVID was thrilling enough. So I wanted to, you know, (laughs) go get a a jab, something dangerous. (laughs) Well, I've been been around, and I think you both know this. I I was around uh, Bernie Carrick when he had it and Rudy Giuliani when he had it. And I saw him on a regular basis, and I didn't get it. Now, I, I believe I probably already had it. I think I probably had it at some past date in one of the early rounds of it before anybody knew it was around. I was in Back when you worked at the New lab? Huh? Yeah. Well, I didn't go to the lab. Not that I could admit anyway. Just saying. So, <laughs> I, no, I always get this question. Have you been to X country? It's like, um, not as Tony Schaefer. So, you know. So <laughs> so did you ever, did you ever, yeah, as Chris Stryker, did you ever see, uh, oh I remember. I'm going to get in trouble. You're the one that said it, bro. That's how I know. <laughs> So, so I don't know if you guys saw this. It's I, I accidentally deleted these tweets from my Twitter account. Uh, 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 but a few months ago, um, there was this app that came out called Block NYT. Do you guys remember? It kind of went viral. You could install it on your Twitter, and it would automatically block everyone who'd ever written for the New York Times. So they, <laughs> oh, no. I didn't see that. Right? And so I was, like, apparently one of the first guys ever to tweet a link to the website to use it, right? And it went fair, not my tweet, but the app itself went viral. Yeah. And these journalists kept reaching out to me and saying, like, hey, we noticed you were the first person to tweet a link to this app. We noticed that you have a digital marketing company. Like, did you make the app? And I was like, no, I didn't make the app. No, I didn't. And they kept insisting that I develop this app secretly. And so I started saying I can neither confirm or deny whether or not I developed the app. And they, they put an article in it in the Daily Dot, like basically saying, you know, Chase, Chase Geyser's an alt-right app developer. And, you know, he oh made the, the block in YT. And he's associated with Gab because at the time I had www.gab.com as my uh, website in, in my Twitter profile. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they just like, they ran this whole like article about how, you know, it's a conspiracy by Gab. And it was it was baloney, but it's just funny because you can just say I can neither confirm nor deny, and they'll just run with that as like a positive. It's like when you plead the fifth, and then everybody thinks you're guilty. Right. Well, they're like bloodhounds. I mean, I, I you know I think I've told Chase this before, Tony. If you would have told me five years ago that I would have been in Rolling Stone magazine four times, I would have been like, man, this is a pretty great life I'm living. Unfortunately, they've all been hit pieces. Uh, yeah, so, I saw. Them. 
No, the media is it's, it's amazing. So it's it's kind of funny you guys should mention this stuff. Back before I became a public figure, I used to actually get away with the telling people I was Harrison Ford's son. And uh, and I actually like no, no, it's great. It's like the moment you, you hit like at it, the it's like, you know, it's like and I said, No, I'm only kidding. I said, Oh my god, you really mean it. It's like the moment you start, you like, No, I'm not really, I'm just kidding you. It's oh you really are. It's like uh, okay, sure, sure I am. So <laughs> Yeah, they won't let me within two hundred feet of an airplane. <laughs> 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 always crashes yeah it was a joke when i lived in california whenever we were driving uh driving to uh the airport and you see like a single engine plane flying and you just always like oh i hope it's not harrison <laughs> <laughs> yeah well at least he put it down safely you know i mean you know and then on a golf course i think one time too so that's good yeah yeah just two crashes a plane multiple times i don't know my my grandfather had a pilot's license and he uh forgot to put the landing gear down one time he belly landed a plane that was the last time he ever flew hey look uh, air force guys did that with a c-17 at bagram how you do that at bagram i don't know but they actually put a c-17 down on the runway at bagram with no wheels down I, it's like uh, boy i i did hope they, they got some I, I don't know i mean you, you got to come in to Bagram on a combat approach, no doubt. I mean, you've got uh, surface-to-air missile uh, threats because there's mountains all over and you can't cover everything. Mm -hmm. So you're coming in. I mean, you, you come in on a combat approach. With that said, I think you, it's probably a good idea to put your wheels down when you land. I'm just, you know, I'm not an Air Force guy, but I think it probably makes sense. And they decided not to. So so I do want to so ask you guys, let's, let's, just, let's just let's say – that the evidence can continues to mount about some voting issues in, uh, in these states over the course of the next several months. Um, like, even if the evidence is overwhelming, what's going to, is anything going to happen? <laughs> you, want, you want me to go first, Tony? <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll go. I mean, I'll just tell you, I mean, my take on it. I mean, I think it's going to help as far as like what the state legislatures can do as far as putting regulations in place that actually will, you know, make this to where it doesn't happen a second time around. Uh, right. You've already seen some things that have been passed in Michigan, Georgia, Nevada, and even Arizona where the legislators, legislators pass things to keep this from happening. They're passing them in Florida, Texas, and other states, Ohio. So I think you're going to see that. Do I think they're going to prove fraud? Probably so. Is it going to, are they going to jerk Joe Biden off with a cane and push Donald Trump up on stage? Absolutely not. Um, I think it's going to be uh, probably a sad time in our nation's history. Uh, the media is obviously not going to cover it fairly. They never do. But I do believe that this is a for conservatives out there. Uh, this, it should be a bipartisan issue. This shouldn't be a political issue. It should be an American issue of, hey, I don't care what side you're on. I want my vote to count. Uh, and voter ID should be mandated. If, if you're against voter ID, you're against what America stands for, period. There's no reason for anyone to be against voter ID. Uh, and then the, the bogus story that you need a Xerox copier to be able to to, you know, the vote is unbelievable, but honestly, nothing I don't think is going to change other than you're going to see more proof of election fraud. Then you're going to see states make more regulations and changes. You're going to see the DOJ come in with that new 1000 plus attorney civil rights division claiming in the name of racism that they're uh, these these laws by these state senates are and state houses are basically uh, racist. And there, it's going to be a fight. But I think the states in the ultimate if the judges do what they're supposed to do. In the end, the state should win because the state should have control over that, like our Constitution says. Uh, I'll yield back to Tony, but I, I just don't think – I think there's a lot of folks going around the country. I'm not going to name any names. You guys can figure it out. They're standing on stages, and they're screaming that Donald Trump's going to be president in six, eight weeks. And I think it's setting our entire movement up for another massive letdown that they don't need 
uh, mentally or spiritually, and, and, and I'll yield back. So Matt and I violently agree on that last point. I mean, there's uh, real damage being done by certain folks who uh, feel the need to make money more than be honest with the people who they're up on stage talking to. And I think it's very sad. Um, I, I'm not going to be popular with what I'm going to say, but it, it's, it kind of echoes what Matt's saying. Uh, HR1, the, the For the People Act, which I call the Screw the People Act, uh, is, is poison. Uh, that the, the federalization of the election system not only is it would cause huge uh, and irre, irre, irrevocable damage to our ability to, to ensure one person, one vote, it's against the Constitution. Uh, Matt is right. I mean, we I'm a big Tenth Amendment guy. I think all the states do need to, to maintain and uh, secure their own elections. On this note, uh, I've testified to a number of uh, legislatures, including Texas, uh, Georgia, South Carolina, um, Pennsylvania several times. I just testified in front of Pennsylvania uh, two months ago on this topic, on the topic of secure elections. And I do believe that the states are going to look at this seriously, especially the, the Democrat, uh, the, I'm sorry, the Republican controlled states that have Democrat strongholds because Georgia, Pennsylvania uh, uh, are largely, I think, conservative. Georgia, uh, actually, you know, ex ex outside of Fulton, uh, Fulton, Fulton County, uh, it's it's a red state. Uh, same in Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia, and, and 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 Pittsburgh, and a couple of other notable exceptions. It's all red. So, I think they're going to take very seriously the anomalies observed in those urban centers. But is what will the results be? I think the results will be uh, an admonition of the people who broke the rules, but with DOJ being compromised, I, I think we've all talked about my Bill Barr experience, and I don't think it's gotten any better since Bill Barr left. Uh, with that, I don't think it's they're going to do anything seriously to rectify this. So it's going to have to be a, a legislative-driven thing in all the states that have concerns. So, when you say that the DOJ is compromised, who by? Yeah. I believe it's compromised to the Democrat Party. Let me be honest here. I, um, one of the things that was that went really under the radar uh, was the, the Clinton administration's forethought to in place through the federal bureaucracy a lot of uh, people loyal to them. One of the things notable, and I think you all recognize, you have political, political appointees who go into an administration and basically rule the run the bureaucracy. Much more important, I would argue, are those who go in as professional uh, employees, as civil servants, who are essentially GS employees, GG employees, senior executives who work their way through and have become a professional. Uh, those folks stay there forever. And uh, I believe people like Lois Lerner was not an anomaly. She, she was a, a young recruit got into the bureaucracy, was very much loyal to a political cause, not the people of the United States. And if you put enough of those people in the system and you kind of encourage them to, to work their way up, you have a very loyal bureaucracy who responds to you and only you. And that's why I think we, we see now a very de defined two-tier justice system where you, know, you can have the uh, 6th of January folks literally dogged by the FBI and Antifa, BLM, Hunter Biden, they all skate. So, you know, and, and that's 
one of the things that, that, that again, it's not, it's not, you cannot miss it. You cannot miss the two tier system. So that's why I think the system is so corrupt because they had, they took the other, the other political side took the time to actually work their way, work into the bureaucracy, people who are partisans, not, uh, not uh, professionals. So. Like an entry level recruiting sort of effort in the 90s no, sort of manifesting. No, you, have to be, you can be a GS11, GS12, a professional. I mean, when I came to Washington, I started as a GS9 as a military case officer. And uh, look, how does Jamie Gorelick end up going from from DOD as a lawyer to Fannie Mae to run loans? How does that happen? How does it happen? Is she like some brilliant loan officer that should take over Fannie Mae and oversee? That's what I'm talking about. They 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 tend to find people who are loyal to the, their political cause, and they kind of see them through. And this this includes people like James Comey. Uh, um, what's the whole cast there of characters? They were compromised by the fact that they felt more obligated to support a political cause than their oath of office to to protect and defend the Constitution. That's my belief. So. You ask, I, I answer. So, Matt, do you? Yeah. Do you? What do you think? I mean, I don't know if you agree with my thinking. No, I mean, I, th I think everything you're saying. I mean, I may go off a different rabbit hole here a little bit, but I mean, I think it's just, you know, so many people in D.C. and you know, Tony knows the landscape a lot better than I am. I've only been really fighting this battle hard the last five years. You know, from a full-time standpoint, he's been in the battle for decades, and so. Uh, but I feel like so many people, whether they're at the Pentagon, whether they're in a defense contractor position, you know. Lots of guys in D.C. Everybody you meet in D.C. is a defense contractor if you don't do enough business out there. Um, you know, that's a nice way of saying it. I don't want to tell you what agency I work for. And so but the point is, is they are promised things from higher ups, from politicians. You know, it's like, hey, you know, stay this course, you know, because, you know, you're going to be in line for this position and you're going to be. In. And so the majority of the people doing that, in my opinion, Tony, can most of them have been on a Democratic level. And so a lot of these even generals, for example, you know, the reason why Trump shook things up so much, nobody wants to talk about this, is there were guys that were groomed, and Tony can speak to this way better than I can. Oh, yeah. do it. They were he's groomed right. for these, these positions. And then Trump comes in and he's like, you know what? Uh, I like Bob. You know, uh, Bob worked with me. I was on a board with him. He was at Exxon for seven years. I'm, I'm going to make Bob Secretary of State. I know it's Rex Tillerson, but my point is there right. were guys that expected to get hundreds, if not thousands, of positions. And when Trump came in, he's like, nope, I like this guy. Nope, I want that guy. And he just took D.C. It was like a like you're at a craps table. He took the dice and just threw him blindfolded. And that's why, he, in my opinion, Tony, that's why he pissed so many people off. And I'll, I'll yield back. Well, did look, the, the Hillary Clinton uh, national security staff in waiting was a, a thing called Beacon Global. You could look over there and see the list of names of people who were going to be brought into the administration. Everybody knew that it was their turn. Uh, Michelle Flanoy was going to be the secretary of defense. They had it all laid out. And so I think, again, that's why you saw this massive resistance to Trump the moment he came in. And uh, look, I, 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 Mike Flynn, I, and I know this from talking to Mike directly, Mike was going to go in because he got fired by Brennan and Clapper. He was going to go in and flip the table over. He just didn't care. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go mess up their, their little, their little uh, boys club. And he was. And, uh, I think that was one of the reasons that they went after him first, because they knew that their little uh, uh, reindeer game was going to be upset by Mike Flynn coming in saying, OK, you're going to have to defend everything you're doing. You're going to have to match uh, budget to output 
to requirements. You're not going to be able to just kind of go out there and do what you want. And that, that scared to death out of a, a lot of folks. So. So how do you fix it, though? I mean, that, like, yeah. I, the spoil system has been around in the United States ever since Andrew Jackson. You know, and I love Andrew Jackson, so no, I'm not ragging on him. But it's like this this whole buddy system doesn't really seem to be playing out very well in the long term, especially when, you know, we have an infrastructure in place. Uh, for lack of a better term, I hate the word infrastructure is now a bad word, but we have infrastructure in place that um, uh, um, doesn't really allow for a whole lot of accountability in terms of the deep state, right? Like whenever the FBI gets in trouble, they conduct an internal investigation, right? <laughs> so right. it's like, like what if Enron did an in internal investigation? Oh, I don't know what happened. You know, nothing bad here happened. I don't even know what yeah, they're they're all they all like Tony said they all turn the cheek and go, I man, I have no idea what these guys are talking about. And you know, look at Pelosi as an example and her husband. I mean, if if it was a high prominent you know Republican official, uh, congressional or Senate member, who was doing what Nancy Pelosi's doing, and all of a sudden every like literally there's multiple occasions to where right after there's been a government ruling, her husband's came out and bought millions of dollars of these stocks. If it was Kevin, and I'm not a Kevin McCarthy fan, I don't even want to get on my tirade about that right now with the campaigns he donated to this week. But, uh, but if it was any of these guys, you know, maybe it's a Thomas Massey or a Rand Paul, somebody who they really despise, uh, was doing what Pelosi was doing, and their wives were, you know, dropping half a million to a million dollar, you know, stock options every time they got out of a meeting about that kind of situation. Uh, they, there'd be federal indictments. I don't have any doubt, Tony. I mean, I think they would already have. Yeah. You know, there would be DOJ investigations. It would be a mess. And I think that's what Tony's alluding to is it just it's it's so corrupt at so many levels. You know, they control the Department of Justice in a lot of facets. They control judges. They control uh, clerks. It's not an easily fixable process. And unfortunately, uh, you know, we had some people in there. You know, Tony's been fighting by himself with other guys out there. There's a there's a few fighters. Don't get me wrong. But it's he's you know, it, just like Trump, you know, guys like Tony in D.C. have been outnumbered for two, two three decades. This is a fight that's going to take years to fix, and it's not a simple fight, folks. It's 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 going to take a lot of work and a lot yeah. of getting the right people in the right places. I, I don't see a, fi a, a fix for it anytime soon, Tony and, and, and Chase. I don't. So, yeah, so so Matt knows, and I said this at Matt's event a while back, there were three failings of President Trump, uh, and I'm just going to lay them out. First, he, he never understood the importance of the budget. Uh, I think uh, Kimberly Klasik rightfully tweeted yesterday, and I retweeted it, uh, the budget crisis is created by both sides. It's like, oh yeah, both sides have responsibility. Yeah. We have a massive debt because both sides have just let it go. And for a handful of, for only for a handful of people like Thomas Massey, Walter Jones, a handful of others are saying, this is going to kill us. We need to stop this. But, you know, here we are, we're still spending our, our and Trump never got control of it. Secondly, he should have got control of it just for the fact that all bureaucrats depend on their funding. And so if he had made the point, unless you do the policies I recommend you do, you're, you're not going to get your budget. He should have made right. that very clear. That's what the Democrats do. They're going to cut you off at the knees and you're going to be, oh, you can have your fine agency, but you can't do anything. He never he, he was never advised to do that. So that's mistake number one. Mistake number two, big media. He, he talked about all the different, uh, oh, my God, social media is this and the other. Didn't do anything to, to stop it. I know for a fact he was advised to do something and he decided not to. And I, why he didn't, I don't know. But now he's suing him. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah, it is what it is. So he, he failed to do that. And and I'm just trying, you know, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but it's the truth. Uh, he didn't he didn't take aggressive action against the social media giants 
and he was the first one to suffer. He's the first one they got, right? I mean, you know, oh, sorry, you know. first. So, and the third area is what Matt was focused on is personnel. Uh, policy is personnel. And so you're right. I, I've gone to reenactments, uh, reenactments at Antietam, where part of the reenactment was the corrupt uh, uh, contractors delivering uh, bad food to the Union troops at the, at the front. So we've seen corruption the entire history of the nation. It's, you're not going to get rid of it. You're not going to get rid of people getting paid off. It's going to happen still. So what you got to do is, is pick and choose your battles. And the way you do that in Washington is to pick the people who can get things done based on your agenda. Reagan was a master. So uh, I, was, I had a sit down years ago with John Lehman, sec Secretary of the Navy. And um, I, I was admired, it's like, John, how did you, how did you get control of the Navy? Because, you know, Navy's got a mind of its own. I said, how did you get, how did you manage all of these big headed people? You know, he got rid of uh, the father of the nuclear Navy uh, Admiral, um, what's his name, which was not an easy thing to do because he was a he was a god. Uh, I'll think of his name in a second. Uh, um, uh, so I said, how did you do that? And John said, well, I, I basically recognize I can't fire people. So I said, I basically figured out a list of folks who are going to oppose me and I, and I promoted them. It's like uh, put, he put him in a big building over in Roslyn and said, you're too important to have to do work. You need to think big thoughts and do big things. So he got all these people who he knew were going to be problems and put them in a room, like in a big building, gave them their own mission. It's like, you go brief each other and let me know when you come up with ideas. So <laughs> so basically, yeah, no, it's great. It's like, so you, so basically he used the strength of the bureaucracy against the bureaucracy. It's like, right. so you can do this. And he did it. He got control of the Navy, fired people. Believe you know, he got rid of people and he was effective. So one of the things I do looking at, at my standards, how I try to get things done, it's how effective are you? And this is one of my criticisms of the military, which we should probably talk about another day. The military has become completely uh, focused on measures of performance, MOP. But, okay, you perform these five things, you do well, you get a great evaluation, you get a medal, but were you effective? Did you do anything to actually win the war, beat the bad guys? Because during World War II, it was measures of performance. It's like, hey, did yeah. you go that kill the bad scene guy? famous scene in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. The, is the objective to win the war? You know, and like they, they were objecting to, you know, doing this skirmish that was sort of voluntary. Bingo. Like, are we trying to win the war or not? <laughs> so, so this is where I judge people, you're, you're, you know, not by their skin color, but do you know what the hell you're doing? Can you can you actually do the job you're supposed to do? I mean, it's like I'm I'm very ambivalent. I hate everybody who doesn't be able to, doesn't know how to do their job. So yeah, I mean, it's like it's pretty easy. Can you can you actually f and do your job or not? Can you do it or not? One thing I so, like about one thing I like about Joe Biden though is he's really shown how um, to be semi-retired. You know, like the presidency really is a part-time job. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, 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 I'm surprised he's not running around in shorts half the time trying to cut his own lawn. I, I think he should. You know, I think if he, he needs to step his game up a little. You know, let's throw on a throw on a polo and some shorts, start mowing the yard. Yeah. You know, get out I want there to riding more, kind of, you know, with a yeah. six pack of beer in the back. You know, kind of yeah. ride right around the White House lawn. That'd be a great sight. I, I want to see him like I want. I want real pictures of him. You know, in, in shorts and a t-shirt, telling the White yeah. House you have to bring him a club sandwich while he's playing Mario Kart. You know. <laughs> okay. 
So, um, uh, you know, you remember when uh, uh, Trump was president and the, the, the rioters set the guardhouse of the White House on fire? How wild would it have been if Trump would have walked out the front door of the White House with an AR to defend his own property? <laughs> Boy, don't, don't tempt him. Look, I, I was once told by John no, Kelly. No, no, no. Look, I was told by John Kelly once because I wanted to see the president some stuff. And, and John Kelly looked at me this one event. He says, Tony, I'm not going to let you see the president because all you're going to do is inflame his instincts. <laughs> at least he was honest with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, he's uh, he really busy right now. <laughs> Trump, Trump would have totally pulled a McCluskey. There's no doubt. Yeah, he didn't have any around him. Yeah. So, do you think that this? Um, do you think that these um, uh, election audit outcomes are going to set Trump up for success in 2024? I mean, because we, we basically know he's going to run. It seems yeah, like based on the yeah. reporting. And you know, I wanted him to run for Congress, not not for the president this time. But you know, obviously, I'm going to support him regardless. But do you think that he's going to be set up for success or do you think he's going to meet the same sort of resistance? I, I think people are so pissed off right now. You know, uh, I, I travel around the country a lot. I know Tony does as well. Um, I just, I'm telling you, like I, I thought I'll be honest with you two or three months ago, I would have said DeSantis is the best shot we have at taking the white house in 2024. And I would have stood with conviction by that statement and said, no, Trump needs to take a back seat. But with what I've seen coming out of, of Trump's, you know, campaign, the people, he's got a few smarter folks around him now than he did back when he was in the White House, I believe, advisor-wise. They're getting a little more uh, brazen, a little more ballsy, if you will. And mm -hmm. I honestly believe that he is uh, 100% uh, on a different level right now than even he was back in 2015 and 16 when he was running. Uh, people are behind him. It doesn't matter where I go. People know what I do for a living. Uh, people are, you know, used to it would be like, Tony, probably they pull you aside and they would whisper and they go, hey, hey, I like what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Now I'll be in a restaurant. Somebody from 25 feet away will go, Matt Couch, you know, keep kicking their teeth in, buddy. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, like people are mad. And I, and I think Trump is seeing that. He knows that he's got a motivated base of tens of millions. He are, you know, we, I mean, if you just go by their own numbers, he got 75 million votes, the most ever by an incumbent president. Uh, and I promise, well, I say I shouldn't promise if the Republicans have any stones whatsoever left in them, they will fight with everything in their being to not be locked down next year, because I think that's that's the goal. I mean, they, they want to control the narrative with the with the lockdown. They want to control the government. They want to control the voting. They want mail in voting. Um, I think if Georgia does what Georgia's going to do and Vernon Jones becomes your governor. Um, and I think if, you know, Whitmer is out in Michigan, which I think there's a real strong possibility of that with the candidates running up there, take the house and the Senate in 2022, which I believe will happen without even the fraudulent states that are under question right now, those seven Metro areas, um, the GOP, it, it's up to the GOP, but they got to fight for this. You know, Trump can't do it alone, but I, I believe he's got a chance to win, probably carry more votes than he did last time. Uh, because I've never seen people like I saw what it was like in 15 and 16 and even, you know, leading up to the 2020 elections, people were, you know, they would pull you aside, you know, you know, privately, Tony. But now, I mean, people aren't even hiding it. They're like, hey, man, you want to come over and, you know, speak at our church? You want to come over and speak at the, you know, the VFW club? And I'm like, man, guys, uh, man, what happened to all the uh, the, the silent majority, majority stuff? It's gone. I mean, they're mad. And I'll, I'll yield back and let right. Tony answer that question, too. Yeah, no, I, I look, um there's no doubt that there's buyer remorse. I still don't believe Joe Biden got all the votes that 
they say. I'm just, I'm sorry. I just, I just don't believe it. Uh, he doesn't have the charisma of Obama or the uh, the drive of, of Trump. He just doesn't. And I, I just have a hard time believing it. With that said, the anger is real. Matt's picking up on it. And a lot of people felt, feel that uh, Biden is failing, uh, especially in demographics, which he said he would help. He's not. I mean, he's, he wasn't going to anyway. You know, everybody knew it. But I think people are really going to wake up, especially blue collar. One of the things notable that I think is always missed, and I'm a populist in many ways, and this is one of them. It's like, I love built, built in America. I love stuff built in America. I think we should support American workers. Uh, I don't think it's a radical point of view, but things like killing the, the uh, XL Keystone uh, pipeline, uh, that kills blue collar jobs. I'm an environmental guy. I got an environmental degree. Matt, we, we talked about this at your events. Uh, the best and most safe way of moving oil efficiently and safely is a, is a pipeline. You put it on rail or you put it on in containers in, in, in vehicles, it's unsafe. There's yeah. a, you know, a number of videos online where you can see these big trains in Canada that, that, that the, something broke and next thing you know, you're, you're wiping out a town. That doesn't happen with pipes, with, 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 with dedicated uh, timelines. So that's another area. And then the Southwest border. Another area issue the Southwest border is cheap labor degrades the ability of you of union workers to get really good union jobs because why would anybody want to put a union guy on something and pay him a good wage when you can get you know somebody who's here illegally to take money under the table at like one quarter of, of, of the union guy how, how is that helping the demographic of the Democrat party it's not so right. I, I've, I I you know one of the things we need to do I've gone to Scranton I've talked to people in Scranton it's like that's where Biden's Joe, from, right? It's like Joe is not on your side. I'm just telling you, Joe is not on your side. He's not. I like how he every town care. he goes to, he's from that town. Yeah, I know, but he really <laughs> is. From so, so I'm just saying, but I'm just telling you that that we need to make an outreach to those folks. You know, I, like I, I I spent time with Tulsi Gabbard. I love Tulsi. I think Tulsi is 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 uh, someone who feels more like we do than her side does because I, I I know she sincerely wants the best for people. She's wanted to do things which are more populist and Bernie-like, you know, just saying, don't agree with those. But I know in her heart, she wants to do the, the right thing to help people. Yeah, And I, I, I don't believe for a minute that the, the larger uh, progressive Democrat party, progressives versus uh, classic liberals, uh, classic liberals I get along with, I love them, progressives, I don't, and I think that's what we need to do: is reach out to those those traditional, classical liberals who really do see, yeah. uh, do have the same concerns we do about the country and where it's going. We need to just we just need to make Democrats Democrats again, you know. <laughs> so uh, um, I'd like uh, to go back know, to fighting the old way we used to fight. That's right. Right, arguing over tax rates instead of whether or not to impeach the opposition. So that's so. Right. Uh, I don't, Tony, I don't know if you got to see this. Uh, Matt, I know you saw it, but I did a, a short video yesterday, and I don't know if I'm missing something as just a naive layman, but I looked at the, the um, hiring, the job openings on the, de the DNC website versus the job openings on the, uh, on the GOP website, and it is scary to see who the Dems are hiring for what positions compared to what the Republicans are doing. The Republicans have six openings on their website right, right now. One of them is an internship. Whereas if you go to the Democrat site look and, and see who they're hiring, they've got entire teams dedicated to 
finance, dedicated to social issues, yes. uh, dedicated to digital strategy and branding. One of the things that's my pet peeve about the, the Republican Party is that they don't emphasize branding uh, on their candidates. And so it's like, how, how are we, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic that, the, that the, the sentiment and the will is there among the people to make a difference in 2022 and 2024. But I'm very discouraged by what I'm seeing from the actual party itself. It doesn't seem like they, um, you know, they, they feel the fire. Too busy kicking out porn stars. Yeah, no kidding. Look, you know? I, yeah, I, I, I've got a problem with that. I, I'm not a big porn star person, but if someone is uh, wants to be a, a conservative, you need to let Come them be on, a conservative. Your, I don't think that's your, the right Your name was Chris Stryker, man. Yeah, there's, I, I, there's no way you weren't a porn star. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that. No, that was my nickname. Stryker, I hardly know her. <laughs> no, they said, well, I agree with Tony. It's like, yeah, the guy with a porn star name, you know, so. I agree with Tony. I've been, I've been speaking with, uh, with Miss Love, you know, uh, off and on the last two or three days, and you know, she's very smart. You know, the funny thing is, is conservatives have this, you know, mindset that, you know, uh, here, here's my take. Chase, do you want me to go into this? You know my stance. We've been on the phone. I don't know what. Yeah, go it's, into it, man. All right. Hell yeah. All right. All right. Nothing's off right. limits on this show. Everything um, we've said is so, going to be banned anyway. I'll just say this. Yeah, hope not. I hope not. Uh, I, I'll give you my channel if they ban you. You can have my channel. I don't care. <laughs> well, um, you gonna get, you're going to bring on strippers later, by the way? Just, just ask him. Yeah, yeah, if I had a way to get in touch with uh, with Miss Love, I would totally have her on the podcast. If I got the full screen, if I have the full screen, Tony, I could push a button and then polls will come in on each side of me. It's pretty yeah. sweet. We've got no, look, I, full disclosure, I know a few porn stars who remain under the radar who are just like us. They're conservatives. It's just they know. Most of them are, you know, believe it or not. Like, I, I know Jenna. Well, yeah, because I know. No, I know. they're I, debanked. Uh, they're all debanked. None of them can get like a regular bank account. No, they're, people they're, are all, very they're all multimillionaires, rights. too. Our conservatives don't want to talk about that, but they are uh, – um, you know, they, they literally are multimillionaires and, you know, she, her net worth is almost $10 million. I love the fact that they were like, you're doing this just for a money grab. I'm like, no, she's not. You know, if she wants to make 150 grand. She's, she can book a weekend. You know, I mean, she, this right. is crazy. She, right. she makes far more money than the majority of the people that were attending that event. Right. Uh, she's and throw her, throw and her, she didn't uh, ask to get kicked out. No, you know, the, reason, the kicked out thing is how she's getting so much exposure. What, what cracks me up is she's wearing a sundress and heels, and, and, and there were literally conservatives talking about what she was wearing. And I'm like, have you seen what the 19 to 25-year-old women are wearing that are at this conference? They're all wearing yeah. dresses shorter than hers. And, 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 and you're making this argument. But the whole thing is throw profession out the window. If you're going to play the moral police, and I have friends I'm going to bring up here, and I don't want to piss these guys off because they are powerful guys in our movement – but I'm going to bring it up and use his analogy. Chase probably already knows where I'm going with this. You're going to kick her out because she's a porn star. And you don't like it from a moral compass. But yet at the same time, you're okay with Scott Pressler. You're okay with Rick Grinnell. You're These same people were even pushing Caitlyn Jenner for the governor of California. That whole crowd that runs with Charlie Kirk was pushing that. Oh, man, I know a few people who don't, aren't happy about Rick Grinnell, too. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Our, oh, no. And, 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 I do, too. I, I do, too. And, and, but I'm just using it you know, as an analogy. It's like, look, either everyone's included in this movement or they're not. It's a terrible problem to make. Um, I have no problem with Rick or Scott. You know, what they do in the bedroom is none of my no, decisions. I love those guys. Yeah. And, and same thing, you know, with Caitlyn Jenner. But so to me, for Turning Point, the purpose was you kicked her out based on a profession, that, which is only because of a moral aptitude. So if you are doing that, then at the same time, allowing, if we're going to talk about sin, you know, then you're allowing all these other people to be a part of it. It's just hypocritical. It's a horrible look for our party. It's going to be used in the 2022 midterms. It's going to, it really is going to be horrible because we already have, we don't reach women well as a party. We don't reach suburban moms well. We don't reach minorities well. But you know what? Hey, what the hell? Let's exclude, uh, let's exclude folks. And I'll, I'll yield back, but it's amazing 
how a group that kicked out a porn star could identify a porn star so quickly. You know, so that what was exactly awesome. happened there? Like they just noticed that she was there and they asked her to leave. Like how yeah. do you kick somebody out? Yeah, I mean, and, and she didn't buy the cheap ticket. She bought the six hundred dollar VIP tickets. She bought two of them. She paid twelve hundred dollars for her tickets. Her trip cost five thousand dollars. Then these idiots start accusing her of making money because she created a shirt that said "I triggered Charlie Kirk," which I thought was hilarious. And she spent about seven hundred bucks on the shirts. And so, but five grand on the trip. This is not a woman who needs money. I'll get off my soapbox, but yeah. I'm so pissed. No, that's ridiculous. It's terrible for our no, movement, look, guys. Look, I'm 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 in the second oldest profession, and orally, the things I've done uh, would get me kicked out because I've done things that, that for our government, uh, you know, that are that, you know are considered kind of immoral. I don't know what to say. Uh, you know. I, uh, my in my profession, we kill people for a living, and I'm not trying to be over the top. It's kind of like that. It's kind of the bottom line of what we do. So I don't, I don't need, I don't want to be judged morally for the things I've done over my my career. Nor do I believe that we should hold anybody to any standard uh, other than what principles do they believe to be in the best interest of the American people? Do they want to be part of of something to help protect our interests as the American people? And are they sincere? That's it. I mean, and and she seems to be all of those things. So. It really is disappointing to see that somehow, uh, and I don't know where this moral streak comes from because nine times out of 10, those who are most pious are the ones who are the most compromised regarding this sort of thing. At least that's my experience. Just no, saying. I mean, we accepted Donald Trump, but yet now we're mad about uh, Brandy Love. Really? Is this, is this, yeah. is this what yeah. our party but, has become? And I, I support Donald Trump, but he actually did sleep with a porn star. So well, like... and, and that was my argument with liberals when they tried to attack me about that. They're like, he slept with Stormy Daniels. Like, well, technically, there's really not proof of that. But if, yeah. if the dates he, had to, are, he had to pay her not to brag about it, though. So if good the on dates him. are correct. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm giving the I'm giving the Don a big prop here. That's probably why he retweeted me 50 times because I was nice to him. But the point is, when he if, if the numbers and the, and, and the dates are right, you know, it wasn't like he was sleeping with Stormy Daniels. Now he was sleeping sleeping with Stormy Daniels in her prime. There's not a yeah. guy at the water cooler that's going to be much like, less shameful. Yeah. yeah I mean, so what? It's yeah. like, so what? You know, it's like so what? Who cares? Good for him. Good. Good on. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good on yeah. you. Bro. Yeah. You know, Better blowjobs than no way jobs. To go. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, it's like, like they really think that, that men around the country, you know, like real men, not betas, are going to walk around and go, hey, did you hear Trump slept with Stormy Daniels? Oh, God, I can't vote for him now, Chase. I'm out. Well, you, you guys saw my tweet the other day probably about Kamala Harris, and I always talk about when she talks about jabs, we should look <laughs> no further than Mayor, Mayor Willie Brown yeah. to assess yeah. her ability uh, regarding jabs. I'm just saying. I mean, right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's one thing that's just conveniently overlooked, and you 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 have to do some research to figure that one out because basically nobody covered it. No, no, I mean it's it's pretty obvious, and uh, it's 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 so hypocritical, you know, on 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 both sides. But it's like he's right, you know, Tony's right about Willie Brown. You you start looking into that thing, and it'll make you blush. Yeah, I wouldn't look into that thing. Just saying. <laughs> so good answer. <laughs> so how do we? How do we? How do we? Um. How do we get the party to hustle? Like, how how do we put how do we uh, put them to the coals, so to speak, in terms of like I I feel like the party as a whole, the leadership in place, and the RNC itself take for granted like the I've, the, the donors that they get, all this stuff. Like, I have three answers, yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's not an okay sign. That's the number three for the <laughs> idiot sticks at home. Uh, that, you know, that's how you make three. Or we have since we were kids. 
the three answers, and I'll, I'll make it quick because I, yeah, I jumped up like a five-year-old had the answer here. Um, but literally, there's there's three answers. Okay, basically simple. Rona McDaniel, Mitt Romney's niece, has to go. Oh yeah. Kevin McCarthy, who literally donated to five of the ten people who voted to impeach Trump, the rhinos, went into PACs and gave them hundreds of thousands of dollars this week for the rhinos who voted to impeach Trump, who's, who literally are turncoats, McCarthy has to go, and Mitch McConnell. You really want to change the party fundamentally, and you want to actually do this, and we're not just BSing ourselves. You know, Rona McDaniel, Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell are out. I don't know who you bring in to run the, uh, you know, run the RNC, but it's got to be somebody strong. Rick Grinnell would be a choice for that, possibly. There's somebody like that uh, that could do it. Um, and then also, as far as, like, you know, as far as the House goes, you know, obviously you've got a Lauren Bobert, but I think Jim Jordan's more experienced. I'd put a Jim Jordan in there as the leader of the House, and then I would put a Rand Paul or somebody that actually has some testicular fortitude in the Senate. But if you don't, if we win in 2022, gentlemen, and we don't change those three roles, it doesn't matter, I don't think. And I, I'll, I'll shut up and let you guys, you know, converse. Well, no, on no, no, so to, I, to, to finish the answer that I think you wanted, Chase, regarding um, why the, the RNC versus the DNC has such different uh, job descriptions. Matt just said it. Rana, Rana, what's her name? Uh, the, the nephew or niece? Is it niece? Uh, can, can we say niece oh, or nephew? Is, niece. That, is that permitted yeah. still? It, it may be both. Yeah. I don't know. You know, you can. I don't you know. Can, I, don't know. I want to be, you know, uh, like, you know, I don't want to get in trouble here, but whatever she She's is. always welcome on the to podcast go. to clarify. <laughs> well, yeah, ask her. Uh, Chase, ask her. To, uh, tell her that Colonel Shaper had a question. Like, I'll get her on, and then I'll, then I'll surprise her by bringing uh, you, Brandy Love on. Your, what are your pronouns? <laughs> tell us your pronouns. Anyway, she needs to go because she, that's why Trump, the Trump was the Republican Party until he left. Uh, you know, I, I, he I, I think he one point he warned him, Don't use my imagery for fundraising. So the, the party's got to get back together, and and, and Trump's got to recreate his organization. If he's going to be the man, he's got to be the man. Because uh, the, the Republican Party, without his push, is going to be as feckless as we've seen, right? Mm -hmm. And they still got to account for all this money they they, they raised to uh, to defend the vote, right? Or, or you know, go after all the corruption. Where'd it all go? Two hundred million dollars? There's something wrong with that. So, but you're right. We and, and the other thing, and this is where the three of us. I'd like us three to be in leadership positions because I can organize stuff. I almost said something, but I can organize things and get them done. And I think you need to have people like Matt who understand the demographic and the media. Chase, you have to have uh, someone like you being a quarterback, kind of telling people where to go, what what to do and how to organize. And and, and basically just find a way to modernize without offending people like being Charlie Kirk uh, and, and get together. No, I'm serious. It's like, what the hell are you thinking? I agree. I agree. It's like, you know, and by the way, why would Miss Love, she can make some big contributions. Just saying. Why would you well, alienate someone who could actually help your party, for God's sake? She put out a great tweet that I retweeted a couple of days ago, and it was brilliant. And she said, you know, she said, you know, she said, I, she said, they said I was there to because I wanted to get a younger, uh, younger college audience to some, something to that degree. And she said, I assure you, I reach more college and high school uh, men than Turning Point could ever dream about in their in their company's history. I've seen them. Yes, I've seen it. You know, so I mean, I I, I mean, I know what she's got a million followers on Twitter almost. I can't even imagine how many followers she has on the other sites, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Know. I think she's, I've seen it. Yes, yeah. she had a lot. I, I do follow her. I follow her on Twitter. 
I follow back the porn stars who follow me, and I do. I have. It's been my policy. It's like the left attack me, and I was like, oh, you follow porn stars. Like, yeah, those who follow me, I follow them back. I, I, I'm a, yeah. I, I do not yeah. discriminate. So well, finally, with Bra- I, I tweeted this today. I said, finally, you know, because of what happened to, to uh, Brandy Love, we can uh, – uh, it gives conservatives an excuse to follow a porn star on Twitter. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, just the turning point thing. That's I'm only here for the tweets. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I read the articles. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the old Playboy magazine. <laughs> articles are great. Man, that guy won a Pulitzer back in '89. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's funny stuff. You know, I, I just I think that the party party needs to shy away from the the moral dogmatism. I think that's part of the reason why so many young people um, don't like the Republican Party today because of its association with um, a lot of sort of the, the the dogmatism. You know, that was more rampant twenty years ago. We're still kind of branded as like this evangelical party, and though yes. you know evangelicals are an important part of the Republican Party and conservatism, and I'm not bashing that at all. But it, the the party is more about freedom than anything else, and I wish that we would take we would take that brand, you know, and, and, and really ride with it. But, you know, we're going to have to have politicians that actually advocate for, for policies of freedom. Well, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, I'm friends with Pastor Brian Gibson, one of my best friends in life and one of my business partners. And, uh, you know, and, and when I started sticking up for Brandy Love, I went, Oh man, you know, cause I mean, you know, I, I, you know, he's my, one of my mentors and I, you know, I, I respect what he has to say. And literally like first words out of his mouth is he's like, you're absolutely right to stand up for her. He's like, can you imagine if we as Christians just started shunning people that we actually want to lead to Christ or that we, yeah. he, said, he said, how are we going to mentor people to make exactly. them better conservatives, to make them better people, better Christians? If we're like, you know what? You're not welcome here because of who you are or what you do. He's like, no, hell no. Come on in. We'll teach you our way and see if you like it. it it's unbelievable that that was, that was the mindset of, of this group was to, instead of including them to try to, you know, draw more people to the movement. They wanted to shun them, alienate them, humiliate them. Uh, so when when big pastors like Gibbs, you know Pastor Brian Gibson are like Matt, you Tony Chase, you guys have the all are on the right mindset. This is not what we are as a party. It's not even who we are as Christians. Right. We don't shun people like this. Uh, so I, I don't know what they're thinking, but it, it was a terrible move. Oh, I agree, and I'm yeah. with you. And I, I look, I'm doing. I'm coming up on some talks uh, next month. I'm be doing. I know for a fact that a couple of uh, porn stars are going to be there to attend. And it's not there. They're not there as porn stars. They're there as conservatives. That's awesome. We have a big tent. We have a big tent. We should be bringing people in. And I'm sorry, if they can write checks, you should be trying to get them in. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, let's be practical here. You know, it's like, hey, you want to be part of the tent? Come on in. But yeah, we, should right. not be, we should not be standing on some moral soapbox uh, well, trying to turn away people who, who want to be open to who do you think is going to draw more people on a stage to draw voters, Brandy Love or Chris Christie? Well, Brandy Love. I've never seen I've never yeah. seen Chris Christie yeah. naked. I, well, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know if I want to talk about that. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. I'm going to lean with uh, Colonel Schaefer here. I really don't want to talk about that either. If that's okay, Chase. <laughs> I don't. Want oh to, yeah, that, that's fine. See I've, seen, I've, seen I've seen him on a beach. I've seen him on a beach. Yeah. Yeah. How was it? <laughs> well, you seen the picture too. Was that back? Was that you back see? when you were in it? Was that back when you were studying environmentalism and they it was like the no, the no, no. I mean, he, he was there. The Remember, they, they shut down the Virginia, the, 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 uh, the Jersey beach beaches, there. and he showed up right. there on his chair. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know what you're talking about. He's in the big, the big beach lawn chair and got the hat. Yeah. And, that's uh, it. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'll just I'll say it again for for your audience. I don't want to see myself naked, let alone Chris Christie. So, um, you know, I'm just gonna just gonna clarify that for everyone out there. Wow. <laughs> I will say that, that I get in trouble. I put a full body massage uh, chapter in my book, Operation Dark Heart, that got me in a lot of trouble. Just saying, I got yelled at by a two star general over that that scene in my book. It was what I, I'm not familiar with that scene. I haven't read the book yet. I'd like to Did you book. tell a story when you got a full body massage. I, I can't, it's, it's the chapter where I figure out how to do Operation Darkheart. There's a, there's a full body massage in the chapter. You'll like it. We need to, okay. uh, that, that should, that should sell a hundred thousand more copies right there. Do you know what you need to do is you need to, you need to commission Brandy Love to read the audiobook version of your book, Colonel. I'll, I'll I'll talk to her about that. I'll try to, I'm I'm trying to have one of yeah. my. Do you know how many sales it would get? So yeah, so we'll see. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's great. So <laughs> thanks for coming on, guys. It's we're coming up. Yeah, right it's, been uh, it's been great. It's been great. Always a pleasure. This was fun. Thanks for having me on. This is great. You're always welcome on the show, Tony. Thank you. Always great. All right, you guys. You guys take care. Take care. All talk right. to you soon. You guys. All right. Bye bye. I started this podcast because. It occurred to me that there was a concerted effort to shame America and what it means to be American. When I asked myself, what can I do about this? It's really hard because I'm not a political action committee. I don't have a tremendous amount of followers. I certainly didn't when I started. I am one American. One American podcast reinforces the values and ideals of America. It reinforces Americanism by having conversations with key influencers of all sorts of different backgrounds, beliefs, but with one thing in common, the belief in America and that America is inherently good. So I'm asking you today as one American to subscribe to the channel on YouTube to keep the conversation going to reawaken America.